We are Anthony and Danielle. We own a pet food store in Columbus, Ohio called Fangs and Fur that is focused on educating pet owners on feeding food nature intended for our pets. You can find us on Instagram at Fangs and Fur Pets or Facebook at Fangs and Fur. If you want to send in a question for Anthony to answer at the end of each episode, message us through our website at fangsfur.com. And if you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and leave a review. This is the Fangs and Fur Podcast. All right. Well, welcome back, everybody, to season two of the Fangs and Fur Podcast. Uh, super excited to get kicked off here. We are going to do a few things differently this this uh, this go around. So, one of the one of the big things that we want to do this year, accomplish this year, is have more interviews. Uh, so, more more experts um, on the podcast, you know, from the industry, uh, just to talk to them in regards to feeding real food, behavior, and raising our pets, uh, you know, the more natural way, the way nature intended. So, that's one change. Uh, shorter episodes. Um, you know, we want to do. I want to stick to primarily like a, a shorter 20 to 30 minute episode just so you guys have some some quick actionable information that you guys can take home with you something valuable you can you can learn on your way to work or uh way home from work or everyone's getting busier and busier so that's a goal for us this year and then uh i should also mention i'll probably have june in the podcast with me as well um so if you hear her she's six months right now six month old border collie and she's absolutely crazy so I can't leave her at home with the kids and the wife. <laughs> She's got to come with me. And so if you hear uh, some chewing in the background or maybe some barking, that's that's what that is. That's June doing her thing. So excited to kick this off. Um, we took a, a month or, well, maybe a little longer than a month off, but feel really refreshed and, and excited to get get back into it. So kind of wanted to start, start this season off with kind of the best of last year in a way, or or more kind of like a recap of certain episodes so that if you missed any, you know, you kind of get a feel for, for what we discussed and then you can go back and, and, and listen to those. Um, cause we had some, I mean, I I thought all of them were really, really amazing. So I just kind of want to highlight some of those. First one we did was with Dr. Carlson from Lifetime Pet Wellness Center, uh, here in Columbus. Uh, we talked about just his background, his practice, um, how they do things differently, um, you know, a lot different than your your traditional vet, you know, things like titer testing. So, so you know, testing the antibodies for your that your dog has before revaccinating them. So, kind of a cool, um, really cool concept because it's not it's not that we're not vaccinating, it's not that we're over vaccinating them, it's that we're we're vaccinating intelligently. So, if they, you know, we don't want to vaccinate if they already have the antibodies, right? So, really cool practice that's actually getting more and more popular. And more and more vets, not just um, integrative vets or holistic vets. Actually, you know, a lot of traditional vets are doing this now too. So it's something that they've been doing for a long time. You know, they do things like acupuncture and uh, chiropractic adjustments. They do stem cells there. Um, and the most important thing is they promote feeding real food because they understand that food is that medicine. So really awesome place. We we really uh, we recommend. A lot of our customers go there. Um, couldn't recommend them enough. He had, there's one, one. Uh, I'm, I'm paraphrasing him, but he had talked about in that episode uh, something that I thought was really fascinating. And he was talking about how the difference between uh, Eastern medicine and, and Western medicine is is a lot of the doctors, you know, in Eastern medicine, you know, they're all about prevention um, of disease and illness and sickness. So if you get sick, you go to a different doctor. 
um, which I thought was really interesting because here, you know, we get sick, we go to our doctor, you know, um, and we keep going to the same one, even though if we keep getting sick and sick and sick, that's, that's, I thought was really fascinating because that's what, that's what they focus on is, is prevention. And that's what we focus on as well is, is we, we don't want to wait till, you know, our dogs get sick. We want to prevent our dogs and cats from getting sick by, you know, feeding, um, feeding the, you know, a species appropriate diet, feeding the right diet, exercise, rest, all these things, you know, staying, um, more true to their, their natural, uh, way of things. So, all right, shortcomings of kibble um, or the the pitfalls of kibble or processed food was another episode that I really, really enjoyed doing. Again, it wasn't about, you know, shaming anyone feeding kibble. We have a lot of customers that, that feed um, some kibble or portion of kibble. But it's just, it's important to know that there are a lot of, of downsides or, you know, pitfalls. One of them being a lack of enzymes. Um, you know, this, you know, kibble is cooked at over 350 degrees multiple times. So, you know, enzymes get kicked out at 117. So our dog's pancreas is then forced to work overtime to produce these enzymes to break down the food, um, which it has a limited capability of doing, um, which is why our dogs are aging younger and younger, starting to age at a younger age. They're not lasting as long. They're not living as long. So another big thing that kibble is missing is probiotics. So, you know, those healthy bugs that we all need in our guts to, to live. Um, again, it's, it's, I don't want to say kibble is sterile food because we'll talk about that as well. It's definitely not sterile. Um, but it's just missing those, those healthy, that healthy bacteria. And then moisture is a really big one. You know, it's just, it's extremely dry food. It's about 7%, 10% moisture. Um, which is, you know, if you're eating just dry Cheerios all day, every day, it'd be pretty detrimental. You know, your body has to then pull moisture from um, other parts of the body, organ, skin, things like that, to be able to process and digest that food. So a lot of companies, you know, it's not reliable sourcing. Um, there's an insane amount of recalls for pathogens. A lot of times people are, are afraid of feeding raw food for pathogenic uh, bacteria. But if you look at the FDA enforcement reports for the last decade, 98% of the recalls have come from dry pet foods. So it's important to, to know that. I mean, there's definitely risks with both. Um, I don't think one is, is necessarily more dangerous than the other. It's just, you know, being aware that they that they exist and, you know, following the proper protocols. So kibble can be pretty carcinogenic. I mean, again, it's cooked multiple times at really high heat. Um, you know, it's predominantly synthetic vitamins and minerals. So a dog's not getting real or cat is not getting real nutrition. It's just getting synthetic vitamins, which are very, very different than real vitamins on a molecular level. Another big thing is just a high carb count. I mean, to make that food, to make process those little pellets of, of carbohydrates, it has to be about 40 to 60%, you know, carbohydrates, which for, you know, an animal that actually has no dietary requirement for carbohydrates, that's a lot, you know, that's a lot of carbohydrates to be feeding. All those carbohydrates convert to sugar in the body. So, you know, yeast feeds on sugar, cancer feeds on sugar, inflammation. I mean, the list goes on and on. So not ideal for a facultative or obligate carnivore. And then just detrimental for dental health too. So um, we all know this. I've had, um, I've talked about it uh, ad nauseum on this podcast, but you know, kibble does not help clean your dog's teeth. <laughs> That's one of the biggest, um, I always like to use the analogy that if your dentist asked you to eat a hard cookie every day to clean your teeth, you would probably never go back to them. Um, I think it's one of the it's, it's just like reaches through common sense out the door when, when we, when people say that, but it's not good. Dogs don't have salivary amylase in their mouth, so they can't break down those carbohydrates. It just, 
it just contributes to the plaque and tartar buildup that we see. 80% of dogs in this country, in the U.S., have periodontal disease before they reach three, and that's because we're eating highly processed foods. So, We are so proud of our sponsor today, our friends at Steve's Real Food, who help make the Fangs and Fur podcast come true. Steve's makes real food from locally sourced ingredients that enable you to give your dog or cat nutritional meals every single day with no fillers or preservatives. When they come into Fangs and Fur, I'll always pull out a box of Steve's Real Food and I'll show them what's in their food. And what you see is beef, beef heart, beef liver, beef kidney, raw goat's milk, broccoli, real food. So come into our shop to learn more about Steve's from Anthony or visit stevesrealfood.com. We did, we talked about the myths of raw food. So like raw, you know, a, a couple big one is, um, one of the bigger ones is, is raw food is dangerous. Um, that's There's actually been a lot of studies done on this. Um, I think there was uh, the study that we talked about in that podcast was um, 16, almost 17,000 households across the world that were feeding raw food. And I think it was less than 0.02% reported any kind of pathogenic uh, crossover um, between the food and the humans. So very, very low, extremely low. And also, like I talked about before, you know, most, an overwhelming percentage of the recalls for pet food are coming from dry pet food, from kibble. Um, for E. coli, salmonella, listeria, um, high levels of glyphosate, high levels of aflatoxins and and other uh, mycotoxins, things like that. So myths of raw food was a really fun one to do. Um, another myth that they that we talked about was that it's not studied enough. Obviously, we talked about Dr. Anna Bjorkman and her team of veterinary scientists at the University of Helsinki in Finland and how they did a really thorough study, multiple studies at this point, about the benefits of, of raw food and um, and how much healthier it can be for our dogs and for our cats. Really, really recommend you to go back to listen to that one if you haven't heard it. Of course, we talked about the benefits of feeding real food and how to transition your pet to real food. You know, we talked about the be- benefits like vibrant skin and coat, healthier digestion, improved behavior, better teeth, um, longevity, decreased allergies, more robust immune system. Uh, I mean, the list goes on and on. So um, benefits of, I think it was called benefits of, of raw food. We talked to Brad from Steve's Real Food to discuss, you know, why why we love Steve so much and, and the the, um, the benefits of, of feeding Steve's. It is definitely our most popular brand. It's in our first freezer. We sell, we, we just have a lot of dogs here in Columbus that do really, really well on Steve's. It's a super simple I, I call it like, um, and I hope I don't, I don't mean this in a bad way. It's just a very basic raw food. It, they have very few ingredients, which I, I really like, especially, you know, if your dog is, is having a lot of allergies or sensitivities, I should say, to certain foods, it's, um, it's a good, it's a good uh, brand to look at. It's again, 100% real food. It's a short list. All the ingredients serve a really important purpose. There's absolutely no synthetics in there. Uh, they do a third-party lab testing for safety and also nutritional adequacy, super clean sourcing, all human-grade food, and contains some really awesome superfoods like goat milk and, and green lip mussels. So we talked about leaky gut. Leaky gut is something we talk about a lot on this podcast. We talk about a lot in the shop. It's my opinion that a lot of dogs don't actually have allergies per se. They have uh, what we call leaky gut, which is something that can be fixed with a uh, proper diet. Essentially, you got it's just when the intestinal lining gets inflamed from all this inflammatory food, and we have uh, food mo- molecules that are have, haven't been processed all the way that are getting into the bloodstream. The immune system's attacking it. It shows up like an allergy, but the dog just has or cat just has leaky gut, and so 
We just need to uh, control that inflammation by feeding the right foods. We talked with Flo from Crude Carnivore about the benefits of moisture in the diet and also the, the benefits of, of her bone broth. She is a wizard when it comes to nutrition. She actually has her PhD in animal nutrition. She has a super clean product uh, called Crude Carnivore Bone Broth. Really cool stuff. I mean, she reverse osmosis on the water, all local ingredients, um, super popular product for us at Fangs and Fur. We did a couple episodes with Carol from Mind Pet Platter. I could talk to Carol for days, I feel like. Super fascinating product. She she and her husband, they they invented the Mind Pet Platter. So the whole concept is is, you know, what we feed plus how we feed equals the natural feeding experience for our dogs and cats and her platter, you know, feeding out of a flat surface, removing the food from the bowl and putting it on a, a just a platter like she has developed that helps decrease anxiety and anxiousness. It slows them down. It's just, it's their natural way to eat things. They were never designed to eat out of a bowl, which, you know, shuts their, their they have no view of what's happening because their head is down in this bowl. Um, so they don't know what's coming. They, it's, it's really loud in there as they're, their collars hit the the bowl and make all that sound, so it can cause a lot of issues. I mean, I can't tell you how many people we've had to shop, like, you know, just by transitioning their dog to um, not even not even using food yet, just putting the food that they're currently on on a platter has changed their lives dramatically. Like, it's, um, you know, whether it's with uh, indigestion or digestion issues, um, bloat, um, just anxiety overall, like, it's it's really been really been beneficial. We talked with Liz Liss from Tranquil Packs, uh, just about the importance of structure and training uh, for your dog. Again, I cannot emphasize enough how important it is to to uh, invest in your dog early on and, and find a good trainer for your dog. She is uh, obviously, Liz is out of Columbus, uh, Tranquil Packs, so uh, look her up. This is Dr. Jim Carlson. We look forward to seeing you at Lifetime Pet Wellness Center. Our friendly professional team, helps us offer your pet conventional medicine, surgery, and dentistry, as well as integrative options like acupuncture, chiropractics, nutritional medicine, Chinese herbal medicine, homeopathy, cold laser therapy, pulsed magnetic therapy, and ozone. We have recently added PRP, platelet-rich plasma, and stem cell therapies. These new therapies increase our philosophy of regenerative medicine and are often used for arthritic conditions, but have many other uses as well. We are strong believers in the use of wholesome, fresh foods and raw foods, since healthy diet probably accounts for 75% of your pet's health. Visit us on Facebook, Instagram, or the web at www.lifetimepetwellness.com, or call 614-888-2100. We talked about circadian rhythms, the importance of not just exercise, but also rest. The big thing from this from this episode was that dogs have less REM time or, or uh, rapid eye movement time than we do. They essentially need more sleep than we do because that they only have a small percentage of their, their sleeping time in that, that REM cycle, which is, is really necessary. We also talked about feeding times, um, so just making sure we're not feeding too late in the day. We definitely want to feed outside of two hours before bedtime. Because um, anything later than that can kind of throw it will throw off their circadian rhythm. So we we did have a we kind of had a split episode. We talked about DCM. I did want to bring it up because DCM is just it just doesn't go away. It just ugh, man. I um, we have 
a lot of customers that uh, still ask us about the whole DCM thing, which I'm, I'm not frustrated about. I love it when people ask me about it because they can, you know, I can give them, you know, the most up to date, you know, wh- what's really been happening. I get frustrated with it because I think a lot of uh, people just read the headlines and aren't reading the content. And that includes, I'll say it, I think it includes a lot of veterinarians as well. But the FDA actually came out and said that with the evidence that they that they accumulated, there's just not enough evidence to suggest that there's a link between grain-free diets and, and DCM. There's also been a lot of findings about DCM lately. <laughs> just um, when, when the FDA put out the warning, they actually didn't even, they didn't understand that what was happening, I think it was like 500 dogs over five years, that's 100 dogs a year. That number was actually less than the average that was previously occurring. So why they ever issued a warning doesn't make any sense. And there's also a huge genetic component to this as well. And that the veterinarian that was working for the FDA at the time was only seeking reports of dogs dying of DCM if they were eating a grain-free diet. She didn't want to know if they if they were eating a grain based diet and died of DCM. She didn't want to hear it. A lot of a lot of new advancements coming out with that. All right, and then lastly, we spoke to Lauren Becks from Girls Gone Raw, uh, GGR. We talked to her about everything from pet food marketing, to prescription diets. We talked a lot about poop and what a healthy poop looks like for dogs and cats. And we're gonna have we're gonna have Becks um, on a. Uh, a good number of episodes this year as well. So probably definitely more episodes. People like her podcast when she's on here. So we're going to have her on more often. Uh, She's a wealth of knowledge. So I'm looking forward to that. And again, you know, our goal for this year is to have a lot more guests uh, coming on. So just to kind of help get, you know, more perspectives and um, help us kind of learn more about the new research and data that's coming out. It's a really exciting time to have a pet as this this real food movement is kind of sweeping across the country, sweeping across the globe, there's more and more pet parents feeding um, more and more real food and discovering how feeding a species-appropriate diet can affect not only their pets, but have a really good, it kind of, they see the difference that nutrition can have on their pet, and then they start, you know, changing the ways they eat as well. We are so proud of our sponsor today, our friends at Steve's Real Food, who help make the Fangs and Fur podcast come true. Steve's makes real food from locally sourced ingredients that enable you to give your dog or cat nutritional meals every single day with no fillers or preservatives. Mozzie likes it too, so I'm a big fan of Steve's. So come into our shop to learn more about Steve's from Anthony or visit stevesrealfood.com. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to our our second season here in 2023. I can already feel it's going to be a wild ride. I have pretty much uh, Juniper give me a ride right now. Got her strapped around my leg, and she's dragging me all around the room as I'm trying to do this recording. But it's going to be a lot of fun, and I uh, I hope you'll follow us and and learn with us. So if you have a question that you want us to answer on our next podcast, you can find us a few different ways. You can send an email to danielle at fangsfur.com. You can find us on our website, fangsfur.com, or you can direct message us on Instagram at fangsandfurpets. The views and opinions on this podcast should not be used as an alternative to veterinary advice. We always encourage you to seek the professional advice of your vet. Before starting a raw diet, we encourage you to ask lots of questions, do your research, and speak with a qualified vet and or canine feline nutritionist.